Hey guys, I have a podcast that I think you'll really enjoy. Proof, the investigative true crime podcast co-hosted by Susan Simpson of Undisclosed and Jacinda Davis of Evil Lives Here is releasing its highly anticipated second season where they investigate the murder of 18-year-old Renee Ramos. The first season, which if you haven't listened to yet, you totally should, saw the release of two Georgia men serving life sentences for murdering their friend, Brian Bowling. And thanks to evidence unearthed by proof, on December 8th, 2022, both Daryl Lee Clark and Kane Joshua Story were finally freed after 25 years behind bars. With that same investigative drive, Susan and Jacinda are on the case again, and this time, they are on the streets of Manteca, California, to find out who really killed Renee Ramos. In proof, murder at the warehouse, you hear how, on June 5th, 2000, Renee's body was found buried beneath a pile of debris inside a new Home Depot building. And how, despite tips hinting at alternate suspects, her boyfriend, 18-year-old Jake Silva, and 33-year-old Ty Lopez were arrested and convicted of her murder. Fans of true crime and investigative series won't want to miss this riveting new season. Follow the case as Susan and Jacinda uncover long-overlooked evidence about what really happened to Renee by listening to Proof, Murder at the Warehouse, wherever you get your podcasts. There were two more murders 15 miles away. When police arrived, they found the telephones and electricity lines. We have a weird homicide. A scene described by one investigator as reminiscent of a weird... Morning. Cop of murder. Cults can be fascinating, completely complex, and in some cases, incredibly dangerous. On March 20th, 1995, an attack took place in Japan that would take a long-feared cult and throw them into the media spotlight highlighting once and for all the dangerous reach of their power and the crimes they committed in the name of their religion. So if you like your coffee hot but your bones chilled, sit back and start your day with a morning cup of murder. In the 1980s, a new spiritual group sprung up when founder Shoko Asahara declared himself to be both Christ and the first enlightened one since Buddha and gathered people with teachings that mixed the spiritualities of Hindu, Buddhist, and later Christian beliefs. A group called Om Shimrikyo, meaning Supreme Truth, and later shortened to be referred to as just Om. The controversial group was named an official religious organization in Japan in 1989, and at its peak, the Om became one of the fastest-growing religious groups in Japanese history and boasted a following of tens of thousands of members throughout the world. Members that, for the most part, came from well-to-do families, elite universities, and academically pressured backgrounds. They were also a group that, now with hindsight, many refer to as a cult rather than an actual religion. Former members would later testify that they paid a hefty price to participate in rituals involving Asahara's hair and bathwater— Despite his insistence that they reject materialism, and with some even paying over $8,000 to join in on an initiation that involved drinking the blood of their leader. While the alms teachings started out with the more spiritual, with promises of healing the ill, improving intelligence, and helping achieve life goals, to name a few, the leader's increasing paranoia soon shaped the structure into much of what we know about the group today. Shoko Asahara, who claimed his mission in life was to take on the sins of the world and transfer spiritual power to his followers, 
convinced those who would listen that the world was about to descend into World War III, and that, at its completion, only members of the Alm would be left standing. Because of this, it was their job to preach the word of salvation and bring members to their side in order to save themselves from the end of times. According to Asahara's predictions, Armageddon would occur in the year 1997 and believed that the United States was the, quote, beast referred to in the book of Revelations and that it would eventually attack Japan, which is how he justified the increasingly violent methods he was using to combat his opponents. That and his unique interpretation of the Buddhist ideals and doctrines, which he claimed allowed for the killings of those against their ideals as a way of stopping the accrual of bad karma, thus saving them from themselves. Though much of what the members of the Om did behind closed doors remains a mystery, with some specialists claiming the group used hallucinogens and shock therapy in their practices, the group really started to gain attention in the late 80s when accusations started to spread about the deception they used to recruit their new members, that they were holding members against their will, that they were forcing members to donate money, and claims that they murdered any members who tried to leave their organization. In October of 1989, the group was in the middle of a heated negotiation with an anti-cult lawyer threatening a lawsuit against them. It failed. And in the same month, Tsutsumi Sakamoto, the lawyer, recorded an interview for a Japanese talk show that was secretly shown to the group by the network, thus revealing him as the source. The arm pressured the station to cancel the broadcast. And the following month, both Tsutsumi, his wife, and his child went missing from their home in Yokohama. While Tsutsumi was, in the eyes of many, assassinated by the Aum, he was far from the only on their list of enemies. According to reports, the Aum had a number of people on a so-called assassination list. People like the heads of groups like the Soko Gakkai and the Institute for Research in Human Happiness and cartoonist Yoshinori Kabayashi, who drew satirical art about the Om and had an attempt on his life made in 1993. The same year that cult members sprayed large amounts of liquid-containing anthrax spores from a cooling tower on the roof of the Om's Tokyo headquarters. Thankfully, no one was infected. The Om was becoming a dangerous entity, but with no way to prove any of their suspicions, law enforcement was forced to let them continue their practices and, unbeknownst to those outside of the group, begin formulating a dangerous plan that would put hundreds of people in danger. By the end of 1993, members of the OM began secretly manufacturing the nerve agent Sarin and later VX gas. They also began working on making about 1,000 atomic rifles, but in the end, only managed to make one. After testing their sarin gas on sheep in a remote property in Western Australia, killing 29 animals, the Om began using the gas to complete a number of assassinations and attempts between 1994 and 1995. On June 27, 1994, with the help of a converted refrigerator truck, members of the cult released the chemical into the central Japanese city of Matsumoto Nagano near the homes of a number of judges who were overseeing a lawsuit concerning a real estate dispute against the group. In total, 500 people were harmed due to the attack, and eight lost their lives. Police managed to track down local resident Yoshiyuki Kuono and name him as a suspect, but the cult, at the time, was not implicated in the attack. In December of 1994 and January of 1995, 
Another member of the arm synthesized 100 to 200 grams of VX that was then used to attack three different people. Two were injured and the third was killed and became the first fully documented victim of VX. The victim, just 29 years old, was a man whom Shoko Asahara suspected was a spy and had the nerve agent sprinkled on the back of his neck while walking the streets of Osaka. In February of 1995, several members of the cult kidnapped 69-year-old Kiyoshi Kariya, the brother of a member who escaped the group, off of the busy streets of Tokyo. He was taken to a compound near Mount Fuji where he was killed, body destroyed in a microwave-powered incinerator, and remnants disposed of in Lake Kawaguchi. Prior to being kidnapped, Kiyoshi had received a number of threatening calls and left a note behind saying, If I disappear, I was abducted by Am Shinrikyo. As police made plans to simultaneously raid Am facilities all across Japan, Shoko Asahara ordered an attack that would not only distract the local police from completing their raid, but put the cult on the front pages of papers all across the world. On the morning of March 20th, 1995, a number of Om members released a chemical weapon, similar to sarin, on five different trains in the Tokyo subway system. A system that saw millions of commuters each day who walked in one of the world's busiest underground systems with no idea that they were about to be in great danger. The members put a liquid form of the sarin gas into small packages like lunchboxes or drinking bottles that were then left on five different cars on three separate subway lines that all converged at the Kasumigaseki station, a station where several government ministries were located. The packages were then punctured with umbrellas and, as the liquid began to leak, commuters in the underground station began feeling the effects of the deadly gas. According to witnesses there that day, the subway entrances resembled battlefields, with injured commuters lying on the ground, gasping for breath as blood poured from their noses and mouths. In total, 13 commuters lost their lives that day, with 54 left seriously injured and an estimation of between 980 and 6,000 people who were left injured or affected by the coordinated attack. It was the most serious terrorist attack in Japan's modern history and saw a widespread fear within a society that is usually pretty void of crime. Not only that, but it showed the world what a seemingly small group of radical people could do with limited means. While it is believed that the attacks were launched to stop the police raid, the mission seemed to fail and searches of the cult compounds across the country took place. And for the first time, they saw the full scope of the Om's reach and their criminal activity. At their headquarters at the foot of Mount Fuji, police found explosives, chemical weapons, and a Russian military helicopter, labs to manufacture drugs like LSD, methamphetamine, and truth serum, as well as the presence of anthrax and Ebola cultures, according to some sources. They also found stockpiles of chemicals that could produce enough sarin to kill 4 million people. Chemicals members claimed, in an official statement, were used as fertilizers. In addition to these items, police finally found enough evidence to not only implicate them in the Matsumoto sarin attack, but for the murders of people like Tsutsumi Sakamoto and his family, as well as the poisoned supposed spy. Over the next six weeks, more than 150 cult members were arrested for various offenses, which, considering the OM claimed to have over 50,000 members at the time of the sarin attacks, and none of these arrests were made of senior members, 
seemed like a very small victory. While the media waited with bated breath for more arrests, the chief of the National Police Agency was shot four times near his Tokyo home, but managed to survive, and the head of the Alms Ministry of Science was stabbed to death in front of a crowd of 100 reporters outside their Tokyo headquarters. And on the evening of May 5th, 1995, a burning paper bag was found in the toilet of Tokyo's Shinjuku station that, had it extinguished in time, could have potentially killed 10,000 commuters with hydrogen cyanide. Several other similar devices were found undetonated on March 4th at a number of subway locations. It seemed that the cult's violent reach wasn't stopping anytime soon. After searching for quite some time, Shoko Asahara was finally found hiding within a wall of one of their many buildings on the same day that the cult mailed a bomb to the office of the governor of Tokyo, blowing off the fingers of one of the men on his security team. Shoko was initially charged with 23 counts of murder in addition to 16 other offenses in what would be considered the trial of the century. After his lawyers attempted to argue that, due to his failing health, Shoko had no idea the Sarin attacks were taking place, he was found guilty of masterminding the entire plan and, as a result, was sentenced to death for his crimes. A sentence that was received by a number of other arrested members. Shortly after his arrest, Shoko Asahara abandoned his post as the Alms leader. On October 10, 1995, Alms Shinrikyo, as a whole, was stripped of its official religious status and declared bankruptcy. However, the group continues to operate under the Freedom of Religion Guarantee and, after a number of transformations, alterations in the doctrine, changes in leadership, and a split amongst the members, remains active in some way to this day. On July 6, 2018, Shoko Asahara and six other members of AM were executed for their crimes. Another six are still serving life sentences. Thank you for joining me in my morning cup of murder. Please join me again tomorrow to what terrible thing happened on March 21st. Don't forget to rate and subscribe and let me know how you like it. If you want to help support the podcast, there's always Patreon or just sharing it with your true crime obsessed friends. And remember, stay safe.